<laughs> you ready, bro? All right, let's do this. Okay, let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. As always, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms. The story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step based organizations or groups in any way. This is season three, and I know that all my listeners all across the world and everyone who supports the podcast and you've seen my videos and I've been prepping for this new co-host, right? The incredible, the amazing, the brilliant, the spectacular. Well, he is a hell of a lot more than that. I want to introduce my co-host, Ron, no matter what. Ronnie, no matter what's in the building. Hey, how's it going, Jason? I mean, this is a surreal moment for me and you. It is surreal, yeah. I mean, surreal doesn't even sum it up, right? This is just uh, God's plan, right? Yeah, it's definitely God's plan. And I know I said brilliant and intelligent and spectacular, but there's so much more. Phenomenal beard, right? Did you get that thing trimmed up today? I did. I, well, I did it myself. Oh, you did it yourself? Yeah. Oh, you're all grown up now. Amazon. Oh, Amazon got you? Oh, yeah. oh, you got to order it on Amazon. Right? Phenomenal shoe collection. Steelers fans, boo. We're going to have to cue the boo noise, right? Um, shout out Bill's Mafia. Um, Adidas collection. Got those shoes. He's, he should be a he should have, Adidas should be a sponsor of our podcast with all them shoes. And the watch game is serious. He just bought me a new watch for the present for our new adventure, new <laughs> endeavor we're about to embark on. But this is my new co-host. I know everyone's been, you know, reaching out to me. It's been a mystery. But the, you know, the cat's out the bag now, dude. I love you, dude. You're my brother. And I'm just so grateful that we get to share this opportunity after everything we've been through. So when did we meet? Let's kind of get them just to, you know, they, I'm sure, you know, they've all heard your podcast. Uh, when I recorded your experience, Strength and Hope, it was one of the most viewed uh, podcasts that I had, um, episodes that I posted, you know, but how long have we known each other? And I want to tell the story of how we first met and, you know, what transpired from there because sitting here with you right now, dude, it's a miracle. <laughs> it is a miracle. So why don't you just talk about how long we've known each other and, uh, you know, that day, you know, that sure. day that we first met. Well, real quick, before I get into that, I just want to say this because I think it's very important. I absolutely love you so much, Jason. You and your wife. Uh, shout out to Ashley. Oh, shout out Ashley. Man, yeah. that's my sister right there. Ashley and Bella and Gigi. And, um, we developed this, this relationship back in 2011. And I could never even imagine that this is where we're at today in our lives, um, what we're doing in our lives personally, um, how active we are in the program, um, how active we are in our own lives. Because even though we were active in the past, we sure weren't uh, positive influences on each other. But as we get into it, in a weird way, we were the yin and the yang. We kept each other. Just for the record, Jason and I never caught a case together. Yeah, we should have been co-defendants. Right, yeah, many <laughs> we times. We should have. So, we met in 2011. <clears throat> I had, uh, you know, I was, I was uh, just became general manager of a phone room, and it was a, it was a pretty large phone room, and... Uh, I mean, shout out to the telemarketers out there. Character defects on hit. Man. Lying, cheating, manipulating, stealing, all my main character defects, those are job qualifications. Yeah. And I remember that day I met you, but how do you remember that day? How I remember, and this is exactly how it happened. You came in and um, asked for a job. Okay, give me a job. And uh, I was in the office and I was stressing out because I had just gone from being the floor manager, a closing floor manager, to the general manager of this place. 
So now I'm not on the floor anymore. And I and, and I was a pretty good closer. And I was in the office. Uh, I was not I, pretty good. That was. Okay. I mean, you were pretty. You were way better than pretty good, brother. I was all right. I was all right. I, um, I, you know, I was doing twenty deals a week. So when I came off the floor and they gave me the room, I had to figure out how I was going to replace those twenty deals. So I was out of my mind because that obviously I was using, and uh, and I'm in the office. And the girls at the time, uh, she's in the office with me, and I got my, my hands like this, you know, hands on my head, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And if you ever worked in a phone room, you got that humming sound of everybody talking at once. And I heard this sound that just penetrated everybody else, and I hear, did you get my email? <laughs> and I looked, It was a freestyle, brother. And I looked up, and I looked out the window, and there he is, he's... He's got his wife beater on, he's pacing back and forth, he's sweating. Um, he doesn't know what he's doing, he doesn't, he doesn't even know what he's selling, but he's just talking to people on the phone and keeping them on the phone. And I knew from that moment, when I heard that voice, uh, this was the guy that was going to, me and him were going to make a lot of money together, and we did. Yeah, we sure did. And, you know, I remember that day, too. You know, first off, I was at, you know, shout out Crossroads. I was at Crossroads in a drug treatment center. I had a wife. Shout out Ash again. I can't shout her out enough uh, in both of our lives. You know, we, you know, I had, she was, what, six months pregnant at the time. You know, I did a 16-day program over there called the Right Track Program. It's a little bit longer now, but I was cured in 16 days. They let me get a job. Hey, real quick, every day when he came to work, he, he tripped me out. I knew he was a hustler because every day he'd come to work, he, he's like, hey, can I use your fax machine? I don't even know if we have a fax machine, but yeah, if I have one, you can use it. What he was doing was when he would walk from crossroads to the office, he was hustling windshields. Yeah, it was door knocking on my way. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the same thing, man. That same drive that we had to get ourselves out of holes that we dug because of our addiction or that drive to continue to obtain and stay high. It's the same thing now, but we use it in a different way. It becomes an asset of ours. You know, and so I walked into this phone room, I had a pregnant wife, you know, I needed to get a new place, I needed to get us, you know, moved in, you know, before the baby, all the baby stuff, we had zero, you know, I was, it was the end of my run, I landed in treatment, and you know, I had minimal amount of time, and I remember that day, you know, Ron came out, and you know, he sat down next to me, and he went on that marathon close. Right. I mean, you were in a wife beater by that time. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I, I figured the best way, the, the best way I could tell him how to how to close the product we were closing, which was nothing, it was invisible. Yeah. Um, uh, that's but, that's still a mystery. Yeah, it's still a mystery. <laughs> so we put a splitter on, and uh, it was like 45, 50 minutes. I was on the phone with this guy, and it was every objection and rebuttal, and and I was pulling every trick out of the bag, and he's he, he's frantically writing things on paper, and and uh, we got right to the end, and I got the guy's first four digits of the credit card number, and he hung up the phone on me. Yeah. Um, Click. We looked at each other, and uh, I didn't realize it then, but I had regurgitated every piece of information I knew in selling, and Jason, being the intelligent individual that he is, he picked it up and he and he ran with it, and he became. He became, uh, he won a TV. Remember you won the TV? Yeah, I won a TV that week. I came in on a Sunday to get the last yeah. deal for you. And you know, I, it wasn't very long, you know, it took a couple weeks and by that time I had made, you know, a couple thousand dollar check and you know, I don't need Crossroads anymore. I'm cured self-knowledge like the big book tells me, you know, and I uh, got my own place and you know, you were living in Chandler at the time. My wife's from Chandler. And uh, so we relocated out to Chandler and you know, 
just like any good uh, salesman, we learn everything we can learn and then we start our own. What was the name of our company? AI Investments. And Sarah and Alessi Investments. Hey, is that is that still active, our LLC? It, it is, that, that, that LLC oh, is. And it was our, our conglomerate was Amazon Holdings LLC. Oh, Jeff Bezos still signed <laughs> on that. Yeah, 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 we were. We were doing some things that weren't quite ethical. Yeah, um, you know, when I think about that, you know, and the amount of prison time we both caught, you know, if we didn't catch that time now, you know, all the guys that were in that industry with us, you know, shout out to them, but you know, they're they're all getting ready to pay a, a hefty price for that, you know. Um, and we, you know, we were both started using. I mean, I started using pretty pretty close after that. I mean, you were using the whole time. Yeah. Um, and uh, it went good till it went so bad. You know, well, what did that time period look like? Well, this is the thing I want to point out too, and I just thought of it right now as you were talking, is that period of time, 2011, 2012, 2013, not one time did I think about getting sober. No. No, not, not one time. Like, you know, that wasn't even a conversation we ever had. Um, because I think we were both in, in extreme denial. We were in this place you know, we were in this, at that jumping off place like the big book talks about, right? Because sure. at that state for both of us, I know that I couldn't picture my life with or without it because I had exposure to being in recovery before. But the thing is, I had, I had no desire to want to get sober because I, I had a roof over my head, I had a car, I had a business, but I was totally insane. And Yeah, that's an understatement, brother. The glue that held me together back then... Um, and I know she's listening, obviously, but Ashley played such a huge role in saving my life back then. Because no matter when, I know I used to, man, I used to aggravate the shit out of you guys. I could show up there at any time. And I was encouraged to come there because Ashley was that. Would rather know that I was on the couch sleeping or sleeping in Bella's princess tent. Yeah, you um, did that a couple times. I did that. Yeah, I passed on the princess tent. It was my happy place. <laughs> yeah. um, that I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that God put her in my life and put you in my life. And you know, everything's designed for a reason. And as we go further down, down the road with this, people are going to see that. How, how even in the tragedy of what we were doing and, and, and the hopeless despair, you know, quicksand stretched around us in all directions, right? Super quicksand. I mean, that was the quickest sand I've ever seen. Because <laughs> we sunk quick. Quick. Real quick. And um, I just... You're going to hear me say things a lot on, on this podcast. Gratitude. Um, I am so grateful for every experience I've ever had with you because it's made us who we are today, bro. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, when we have the opportunity to do life together and, you know, and sharing everything that we do today and we always, there's always this moment every time I see you where we look at each other and we're like, I can't believe this shit is happening. Because it got real bad over there, and, you know, and I remember it was getting real bad when, uh, Someone asked about their paycheck, and he pulled out a baton, a taser, right? Um, a flapjack, what's it called, a flapjack? Yeah. Yeah, you had one of those. I mean, you had every single taser known to mankind. You're ready to tase this dude, beat him down, zip tie him, bury him out in the desert. I think it was only like a couple hundred bucks, too. No, it was actually, I, I, when, you, when you said that earlier when you were talking about it, no, I, I remember exactly how much it was. We were talking about a $95 deal. <laughs> it was $95. Oh, it was on just the GP on that, huh? Yeah, I just, I didn't like the guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, I didn't. didn't. And, and I was that guy that, 
I would do things like that and I would act out like that and the violence, but then I would feel so terrible for acting that way, right? And then those, those quiet moments when I was by myself, because I used to be by myself a lot, right? Because I was in a crazy relationship that I was constantly leaving the house and ending up in the office. And, you know, at one point I moved into the office. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I come to work one day, I already know, you know, things are getting a little bit worse at home because, you know, I, you know, I meet him for work in the morning, she's chasing him around the car, right? The cops are constantly at your house. And then I show up one morning and you're in there in your boxers, right? Cigarette butts put out on the desk. Yeah, you know, drinking a gallon of milk. Yeah, and this was the thing. <laughs> We had gotten to the point, somehow we hustled an office, somehow we hustled some merchant accounts, somehow we got all these things together so that we could continue to operate the way we were operating. And I remember for a brief moment, everybody thought things were going to be okay. I remember your parents coming to the office, your aunts came yeah, in, they, mom and, dad. and they were so proud. Like, I remember your mom came over that day, she was going to paint a painting for the office. She was going to paint a mural on the wall. Yeah, 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 all this great stuff. Checking out color schemes. And, and you as being my friend, being my best friend, I remember that that relief that you felt because you were like, okay, now we got money coming in, now I can pay the rent, and now I can take care of Bella, and now I can take care of Ashley. And I'll never forget, you walked in that morning and there I am sitting in the office at my desk, in my boxers, with a pack of cigarettes, smoked a whole pack of cigarettes and I was putting the butts out on, on the computer, on the desk, and that look on your face, I'll never forget it. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. I remember that day, I was like, oh no, dude, like, I don't know if we're gonna, we are gonna be able to maintain this thing, you know, <laughs> because my addiction was getting worse, what, what was just smoking spice, it turned into, you know, doing heroin and opiates again, and what turned into a couple times a week started to become more frequent, and you were, I mean, I mean, Sometimes you were doing the worm, the Harlem Shake, the electric slide. I mean, you were doing all, every single dance move known to mankind at the same time while closing two deals, two different headsets on yeah. in a wife beater. Yeah, and then and then Jason, you know, I used to, I, I got to bring this up. We didn't talk about it, but I got to bring it up. So I used to pick on Jason all the time because he smoked spice. And I used to tell him, why don't you do real drugs, bro? And, you know, I, would, I said, hey, that stuff stinks. Get it out of here. You know, I would give him a hard time. So one time we're in the, in the car and, and he gets me to, to smoke this big old thing of spice. And the whole car ride, I thought he was trying to kill me and murder me. And I was all up against the door. And, yeah, he thought I was kidnapping you. Yeah, yeah, I thought he would kidnap me. I thought he was gonna take me. I, I don't know where I thought it was gonna take me, but it was, it was the worst car ride of my life. And uh, needless to say, I never smoked spice again. Yeah, you never smoked spice again, you know. And you know, our business was successful, dude. We were making money and you know, I'm not gonna get into the figures of all that because when we start talking about the type of money that we were making in that industry, the you know, home-based biz op industry, if you weren't involved in it, then you think we're full of shit. Right. You know, but we couldn't make enough money to continue to put this facade up of we are business owners and everything is so good, mom and dad and you know, probation, every you know, we just it just wasn't enough, you know, just like it talks about in the big book you know, that a, um, an armored car could have brought home the pay envelopes and it just wouldn't be enough even then. Right. You know, and you know, just like, you know, everything goes so good till it goes so bad. And it went bad for both of us. And I mean, we sent you on the run, brother. Do you yeah, remember that? I do, I do. And, and again, for the record, we did not get in this trouble together. We did not. We were apart. Um, he was doing his thing and I was doing my thing. And, um, 
we weren't seeing each other for a while because I, I think we broke up for a minute. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. because I could be a lot, you know what I mean? I could be a lot and he, he's a family man. He's got, he's got the kid and, 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 and the wife and I got the crazy, crazy girlfriend. And had 15 felonies. 15 felonies. And, um, I just, uh, so, FBI, DEA, ATA, I mean, they were all looking for you. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and it was, that part was, that, that time was hard for me because I didn't have my yin. Yeah. And, 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 um, but I knew, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't insert myself into his life again because I had some bad stuff coming behind me. And one, one time in that little time, uh, Jason called me in a panic. I hadn't talked to him in a while and he said, I need your help. And I said, where? And he goes, I'm behind a dumpster outside of Fry's hiding. So I, <laughs> I, at this time I didn't have a car. Um, I was living at some tweaker apartments uh, in Phoenix. Trap house. Yeah, I was living in a trap house. And I walked out on the balcony and the first person I seen that I knew did drugs. I said, here, I'll give you this. I need a ride up the street. And I went, he was hiding behind the dumpster, and that was one of my yeah, favorite Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> he, he moments. He came and he picked me up and he saved me. You know, that was the thing. We didn't catch a case together. We were always trying to help each other and try to, you know, push each other in the right direction while being um, going down the wrong way yeah. ourselves <laughs> in our own lives. And so what ends up happening is, you know, I catch an eight-year prison sentence and he catches a you know seven years flat, which, you know, pretty much the same exact thing. I want you to sum up, because this is the miracle of it, you know, the journeys that we each had in different parts of the states, in different prisons, we never came across each other, but our journeys were so similar. One difference is, is it took me three years and some change to get going, but yours got going right from the beginning. So why don't you just share, like, what that prison sense was and, you know, how that, you know, the psychic change and the program kicked in and the gift of pain and desperation. Why don't you just share briefly, you know, just that, that time period for you. Okay. Well, what's important here is how, how it all started off. So I, I'm, I'm in county jail, and we all know how that goes, right? And uh, I'm in county jail, and uh, finally it's sentencing day, and I get seven flat. Mm. Um, Which was, I mean, good plea. Yeah, it was good. I, I was supposed to get ten. Um, yeah. The judge changed his mind halfway through, and uh, he saw something in me, something I had said to him in a letter that my mother had wrote to him. And I, I only had one person. Shout out, Mom. Yeah, my mom, my mom is, you know, I gotta share this. I've been out of prison, what, we've been out 17 months? Yeah. Every morning at five o'clock in the morning, I have the honor of calling my mother, she's in New York, so the time difference, I call her every morning and have a cup of coffee with her and start my day with a conversation with my mother. And, 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 and for one, for the first time in my life, she can go to bed at night and not worry about her son. And it's, it, it's so gratifying and it all started with her because as I'm getting ready to go to prison from county jail, I get a, I get a postcard from my mom and, it, and the postcard says, um, at this point in my mind, was, I was gone. Uh, my mom said that she would do the seven years with me, but she needed me to do some things. And one was to grow up and be a man and not lie to her. Mm. Um, yeah, they don't like the lies. No. And then the next thing was, no matter what, if I got a ticket, no matter how small, how big, no matter what the situation was, don't ever call her, don't, don't write her, don't try to contact her. When I get out in 2021, drop her a line and let her know I'm alive. 
and then she'll revisit if she wants to have a conversation with me. And that kind of stuck with me, but I didn't know how I was going to do that because I'm the guy that's always getting all kinds of tickets in prison. I'm the guy that's always getting in trouble. Um, but I couldn't even comprehend that at the time, but that was planning in my mind. So I got to prison and, you know, for some of you guys that have heard my story, um, God intervened, right? He, he put a man in my life, this guy, Sean, shout out to Sean. Big shout out, Sean. I know he's that was a, your first sponsor, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was, he was my spiritual guide, man. He, he, he brought me back to life, Jason. Yeah. You know how bad it was. And, and oh, she, I remember. You know, Sean's a Sean's an avid listener of Power List of Powerful. He he loves it and uh, uh, he he put his hand out and uh, he invited me into his little he had a little small sober circle. And I got involved in that sober circle and because I had prior knowledge of being sober before when my mind started to come back, um, I just started I just jumped in and I started serving in any capacity I could. And that was uh, writing letters and getting books and helping guys get their visits back and, and just doing all kinds of things um, to serve others. Started back the basics program there, took you know, 150 plus men through the, through the steps. And the thing was, every time I, every time I took somebody through the steps, I, I went through the steps because I did it as well. Um, and uh, somewhere along the line, uh, I, I had a spiritual experience. And I know I've had spiritual experiences before, but this one was life-changing for me. It was during a third step prayer with Dean, shout out Dean. Oh, shout out big Dean. And uh, I, I did this third step prayer and I had a spiritual experience. And for the first time in my life, I felt whole, Jason. Um, the, the hole closed in my chest. Um, I knew what my purpose was. My purpose was to help others um, in any capacity possible. And uh, that's what I did for the next seven years. My entire time down, um, I was kind and loving and, con and, and considerate to people. And if you can do that in prison, you can do that anywhere. If you can do that in prison, you're well on. I mean, you know, I used to tell everyone all the time, they'd be like, well, I can't, all the guys that I sponsor, I can't practice these principles. I'm surrounded by all these idiots. I'm like, this is the training ground, right? right? You know, the big leagues are out there on the streets. Right now you're in the minor leagues. You got to figure out how to hit curveballs and fastballs, you know, and, and, and sliders, right? Start hitting some home runs, man, because when we get out of here, it's time to finally grow up and be men and become MVPs. And, I mean, and today, you know, we are MVPs, man. And, you know, God is the ultimate MVP. We serve God. We serve our higher power. You know, he puts people in our lives. I, I, I love when you said a while back when I heard one of your speaker meetings, you said, my God wears people clothes. Yeah, for sure. And I use that one all the time, man. I pocketed that nugget because it's so true. Through awareness, when he puts people in our lives and we do our part, we get to experience how powerful God is. We experience miracles together. And you went on seven years. I'm talking anyone who's ever, you know, been to prison, you know, that there's always that one guy on the yard that's the recovery dude, right? Like that, oh yeah, that's, that, that's Ron, he's, he's the AA dude, right? Go to him, go to him, you know? And you took so many different guys and back to basics and teaching classes and programming and, and helping anyone at any time. And the, the miracle of it is for both of us, when we, when we go to these meetings and, and we see people, we see all these men that we helped, you know, how good does that feel? It's it's an un unbelievable feeling, right? And and for me, I, I look at it differently now. When I see guys that that I interacted with in prison that I helped, and and let me say this, they're not all success stories. No, I've had a couple. I've had a couple heartbreakers, man. I've had a couple heartbreakers. Some guys who 
who, uh, who I tried to serve and, and, and help and, and be kind and considerate and loving, um, it go bad. I guess I'm just going to say that. It go bad and, and, and cause a lot of turmoil uh, around me and in my life, and I have to learn how to navigate that skillfully. Because that's life. Life's going to happen. You know, anybody who's saying their life is always rainbows and milkshakes, I'd be very leery of that because life is life sometimes. And I had a, a, a wise man tell me, shout out Poppy. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going through some stressful stuff. Is this still got the rooster in the backyard? Yeah, that's my chicken. Oh, uh, it's a chicken or a rooster? No, same, is it the same thing? No, they ate the rooster. Oh, they ate. Okay. Yeah, right, he, he was making too much noise, so yeah. they, so they yeah. ate him. Yeah, they turned him into a caldo. Um, <laughs> but he told me I, I, I was I was stressing a couple months ago about some stuff, um, and uh, he looked at me and he said, "Ronnie, a life without problems is not a life." And it whew, took the wind out of my sails, you know. Like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, and so, you know, as we close this one up and we start talking about the future of our podcast, because this is just a quick little intro, just so everyone, you know, I, I know that, you know, over, you know, 2,000 plus plays on your episode, so they know your story, they know a little bit of our history, but going forward, you know, that's what's important is talking about the things that we struggle with, sure. right? Because when we go into meetings and, you know, you got, you know, however, how we got eight years now? Yeah, I Eight years, five months. Eight years, five months. I'm about four and a half, four years um, and some change, right? When we go to meetings, we raise our hand. I, uh, everything's so good for me, which life is good. It's better than it's ever been. But what the newcomer needs to hear is, is the places that we struggle, the areas that we need to work on, the humility that we practice, right? That's what people need to hear. So we're going to be talking about a whole plethora of different topics, um, you know, different types of guests, which we'll talk about that more. You know, so while you're on this journey, it takes me about three years, right? I need a little bit more pain in my life, right? <laughs> you need to add more to your story, more research and development. Yeah, that's what I tell my mom. I was building a resume all these years, mom. It's still too soon, right? <laughs> right? It's, you know, but, you know, that's truly what happened. But, you know, um, it took me some years to get warmed up into this thing. And finally, I was ready. And then the same thing you were doing, I became the recovery guy in the yard and teaching groups and sponsoring 150 men. And, you know, I, I had 10 sponsees at all times. I was hopping from picnic table to picnic table. But in return, what that allowed me to do, in return, what that allowed me to do is retain the program A and B, understand how to actually apply it. Because to teach something is to master it, right? I don't have it mastered. I don't have it all figured out. I continue to put one foot in front of each other every single day. But we had the same identical journey. You were in Buckeye, and I was in Florence, and we were doing the same thing. That shit is a miracle to me, dude. I also used to think about you all the time, you know. And, and Ash wasn't a fan just because of how it all ended, right? My wife, you know, and, and I had asked her a few times to look you up, and yeah. you know, that didn't go over so well. No, I, so I, I didn't ask her. But I used to think about you all the time, you know, and 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 same here, you know, for. <clears throat> For seven years, Jason's birthday is July 30th. He's had a big birthday party. Shout out birthday party. Mm -hmm. That was a good party. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I ate a honey bun for my boy every July 30th. And um, one of the routines that I had picked up when I was in prison is I had a prayer list of people who were big parts of my life those last few years. And, you know, Ashley... Jason and Bella were the first three on that on that paper, and I still have that paper. It's in it's in it's in my Bible, 
and I used to pray and I, I didn't know what was going on with them and I, I know that at one point um, I was working at ACI job that I had access to a computer to a phone and I looked I looked them up and we had the same exact release date but he had a bunch of tickets yeah I got a couple tickets and I'm like Oh my God, how would we both have the same release date? This is unbelievable. Like, that was God letting me know, and I didn't see it, but that was God letting me know that you two are going to get back together here real soon. You got some stuff to do. Yeah, and we, and, and we do, man. And I know we're just getting warmed up together, dude. Like, bringing you in on this podcast, there isn't anybody <clears throat> I'd rather do this with than you. You're my brother. I love you. After everything that we've been through, from the telemarketing offices to hiding you out in Ohio, you know, getting you on a Greyhound, <laughs> you showing up with a duffel bag. Twice. Twice, right? You, you know, every you know, uh, cop in, in Chandler looking for both of us, hiding each other out, cashing $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 checks, going to the casino, right? Doing all this, the, just the insanity. I mean, we were so far into our addiction. We'll have production queue up our mug shots, right? Because they look bad, right? Yeah. And to now be here and doing this is a miracle, dude. It, it, it blows my mind. You know, but we got out within, what, a couple weeks of each other, right? Two, it was it was two weeks of each other. You got out first, and and I, I didn't know because I, I didn't get to look you up again, so I didn't know what your release date got changed to. But when I got out uh, and I opened the, the dreaded Facebook account, mm. um, the first person I looked up was you, and there was a picture of you and Bella, and I was like, wow. And, uh, You're like, damn, I knew I actually loved him. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, darn, man, she rode with him. Yeah, she did. That was, uh, it, it was so, mm. and, and then, but I had to sit back and go, you prayed for this, Ron. That's what you prayed for. Now, I'm not saying that that's why it happened, but I'm just saying, God answers prayers. I, I mean, I, I prayed that they would find happiness and love, and that, and that Bella was safe all the time, all the time. And I'm, you know, I'm Bella's uncle crazy, you yeah, know. You are. I'll always be uncle crazy, you know. And um, so I get out, so we get out, and uh, I get a hold of you on Facebook, and we exchange numbers, and I know you were very leery of it. And I know, and, and I'm pretty sure when you called me, Ashley was nowhere around. She was not, because um, that wouldn't have went well. No. And, you know, he's telling me he's sober. I'm telling him I'm sober. I'm telling him all, you know, what I did my whole thing. He's telling me what he did. And I know both of us were thinking this. He's not going to close me. Yeah, and I'm giving him my credit card. Uh -uh. Yeah, not today. So we met at a meeting. Yeah, safe place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, when you have a, a breakup and, you know, you got to pick up the kids and do the safe exchange, you usually meet at McDonald's. <laughs> well, drug addict alcoholics like ourselves, we meet at a meeting. Yeah, in the parking lot. We didn't even meet in the meeting. Yeah, we need to scope each other out real quick. Let's see if this shit's real. And I remember when I saw you, you know, you look better than I've ever seen you. And, you know, just like it talks about in the big book, from a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck emerged a man brimming over with self-reliance and contentment. I knew it was you, right, because I could see your features, but from there... All resemblance ended, man. The way you, the look in your eye, you know, your physical appearance, how high you held your head, the tone of your voice. Dude, we were speaking the same language, the language of the big book, man, the language of recovery and spirituality, dude. And it didn't take, ver you know, very long for us to be like, oh, this shit checks out. Right. Yeah. We. I, I remember I, that picture. We took a picture after the meeting, and it's it's my favorite picture that I have in my phone. And. Um, it still wasn't enough, though. It's still, it, we still weren't, you were kind of, I mean, I think you were sold, but I think maybe you didn't, 
real, realize or think that I was involved in it as much as you were. Like, okay, he got sober and he read the big book a little bit and knows a couple lines out of the big book. But then you asked me to speak at um, Salvation Army. Yeah, I did. I got a service command within a week of being out. I was at that Monday night meeting at, at Salvation Army. And I'll never forget how happy I like. I stayed away from the whole Ashley and Bella conversation because I knew that he was catching heat, you know what I mean? And uh, we got, I got done sharing my story, and that was the first time Jason got to hear me share my message. And I remember sitting there, because when, when I say he's my brother and he says that to me, I mean that with all my heart, right? He, he's like a little brother to me, you know? Younger brother, he's not little. Younger brother. And I remember when I was sharing my message, I looked over at him and he was sitting there, and the look on his face, it was just the opposite of the look when he walked in the, in the office and he seen me in my boxers. And then I remember the meeting was over, we walked on the parking lot and the first thing you're doing, and I hear you on the phone with, that, with Ash, and you're like, hey, this, hey, this is for real. Yeah, this is, this is the thing. You need that. This is my brother, he's back, I'm back, and we're gonna, I mean, we need to you know, hash this out. Let's meet at another safe place. Restaurant. Olive Garden. <laughs> and, you know, you know and the reason why we got along just from the beginning, we're both talkers. Um, he's from New York. All my family's from New York. He's from Rochester. My parents live in Rochester. Um, shout out to my sister. My sister lived in Fairport, which is basically Rochester. Right, right, right. We're Italians, right? Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. We're family, right? We're family. All Italians are like, oh, you're Italian? Hey, paisani. Don't. Hey. You know, we're family now, right? But, Don't Familiar. Yeah, it goes it goes so much deeper than that. And I remember that day and I called my girl and I was like, Look, babe, this is for real. We're gonna meet up with him. I'm serious. Like I'm not gonna go sneak behind your back to see my friend and, and I don't wanna, you know, not be able to talk about meeting him at a meeting or what because you know there you know, you know, my wife has been through a lot, you know, and you know, that last three years it was me and you, right? Like it was me and you. Of course there were the hangarounds and the guys we were running with for, you know, selfish reasoning dude, but it was me and you at the end of the day, right? Right. And so, you know, everybody's loved ones always says it's your friend's fault. I mean, yeah. he influenced you, see what Ron did. They never want to believe it was you. Yeah. So it was all your fault, brother. It was all my fault. <laughs> yeah. For, for sure. And, and, and I understood that, right? But I also knew, again, the restoration. I knew, I, I knew that in my heart, God had brought us this far. He was going to bring us the rest of the way, and he did. And yeah, he, he did. did, and it didn't take very long. We met, and I mean, Ash saw you immediately, and that was visual proof for her. She's like, okay, all right. And then, you know, you made an amends to her at dinner, and, you know, yeah. we had that phenomenal dinner together, and Bella was so happy to see her uncle crazy, and the last time you seen her, you know, you know, she's 10, just started fifth grade. Shout out to my beautiful daughter, um, and she was just so happy to see you. You know, and from that moment on, man, we just continue to not only further our relationship, but just be such instrumental, um, you know, parts of each other's lives in, in our recovery, you know. Um, and I love you for that, dude. And, and uh, you know, when I think about, you know, the future, we always talk about it, man. God's got such a plan for us, man. And, and bringing you in on this podcast and introducing someone fresh, um, a family member, a different perspective, we all... We all practice the same thing, the spiritual principles of the program of 12 Steps, right? We're Alcoholics Anonymous, but everybody's program looks different, and we bring different perspectives to how the application process comes from, right? Well, we're two different people, too, sure. right? We, you know, you're, you're married with kids. I'm not. Yeah, you're not. I'm not. 
You know, I'm single. <laughs> yeah. Look him up on Facebook, right? <laughs> Shout him out, right? Get out my boy, he's single. <laughs> so, so we, we have different challenges, right? And I, don't, I haven't told you this yet, but I don't, you know, I'm going to say it right now is one of, one of the most beautiful things that I get to do is like you and I are each other's sounding boards, right? There's certain times when we call each other when we're going through stuff. Life. Life. And, and we talk to each other and we have honest conversations. And I get your perspective and your opinion on it because you see it way different than me because of your position in life. Because life is about positioning. I don't care what anybody says. I believe life is about positioning. Find your position in line and move forward. You can pass as many people as you want as long as you're kind of considerate when you do it and bring people along with you. And that's one thing that I watch you do as a man is as you've been evolving since you've been out of prison, all the people that you bring along with you that you encourage. And that's what this is all about at the end of the day because no matter what you believe, what your belief system is, um, the golden rules, right? You treat people the way you want to be treated and that's with love. Yeah, I mean, and love does conquer all, you know, and you know, that's my thing with my wife. I got it tattooed on me in Italian, you know, but you know, the program that we work today, I mean, we both have too many service commitments, too many sponsees, right? We both work in recovery. Shout out Sanctuary. I have to shout out my job. They let us use the studio now for the podcast so we could have video, the professional equipment. So shout out to Joey Landon. Shout out to Yolanda and everyone from my Sanctuary team. For you sure. also work in recovery as well. You work at a reentry facility. What's that like working in reentry with, with, you know, inmates coming fresh from prison, coming to your facility? You know, what's that like for you? For me, it's, for me, it's, un- it's unbelievable. It's, again, um, the power of God and what, what he's done in my life and how he's aligned it for me to work in reentry. Um, uh, this is a very large uh, facility I work at. And at any given time, there's people that I was in prison with. Right, sure. that that knew me from prison, and they and they knew me as being the guy in prison saying and doing the recovery thing. And a lot of times, if people are doing that, nine times out of ten, when they get out, they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, that's true. Right. Mm-hmm. So their words aren't matching their actions. But now they they have an example. I'm actually a, a an example where they can say, "Wow." I've had a couple of people tell me, hey, you told me you were going to do this when you got out. You told me you were going to help people. I didn't know what capacity it was going to be in. I didn't know I was going to work in reentry. But I love it because they're my peers. We're peers. It's, I'm, I'm navigating through this life thing along with uh, people um, like yourself, people that, that are at my facility. Um, I'm learning. I'm, I'm no authority on anything. I like to say this lately. I'm no authority on anything except my own life, except my own experiences. And that's all I can do is share my experience. And when I share my experience, if it applies to your life, that's great. If, 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 if you could look at something I've done and, and duplicate it because it worked or stay away from it because it didn't work because I do a lot of things that don't work. Yeah. You know, um, one thing that does work is factory reset. reset. <laughs> I mean, you know, my thing was boosting. I probably boosted him 15 different laptops and every oh, single amazing, day he's breaking them. Fa- factory reset. He factory reset in my curate one time and it worked. So now how could I dispute his factory reset right. and everything, you know, but uh, it's just. <laughs> if you have a coffee pot that's not working, a curate, 
you can factory debt or reset it and it'll work again. I, I, it really it worked. worked. It, did. it did work that day. I mean, I was up for about seven days when I came up with that one. Yeah, <laughs> but you got it. Yeah. And it did work. And, you know, so being that we both work in recovery and we get to share our message, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. It's just a platform to bring others on, to share their experience, strength, and hope, to talk about recovery. And always, just from the first day, I started this podcast three days out of prison. You know, check out all the episodes if you haven't heard them. We're on season three. We're, you know, interviewing Sanctuary staff members, my recovery work team. We got a few more to get on there. And then season four is going to be a whole different level of guests and everything that we're going to bring onto it. But the main goal is if one person, if, if only one person gets into that first meeting, raises their hand, gets a sponsor, lets God enter, enter into their hearts and perform a miracle, then every single minute spent doing this was worth it, dude. Absolutely, 100%. And that's what it's all about. So going forward, we're gonna be introducing a new podcast every single week. Now you can check out Powerless to Powerful on YouTube. We're gonna have video on everything that we do. Um, everyone wants to see your beautiful face and that beard, you know, so I have to, now that I have a new co-host, I have to have video of you. Well, now I can't lie anymore and I can't say that, uh, that I was uh, the brains and the pretty face of the operation you know, and you were the muscle. Yeah, I was the muscle. Uh, because I do have a face for radio. Yeah. For, you know, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, but you got a beard for TV, brother. I mean, that thing is nice, right? And, and you know, so we're going to bring on a whole new perspective. We're going to bring on new guests, right? Right. We got a bunch of different people lined up. And I just want to say to all the, I mean, there's so many people who have reached out to me, want to be on the podcast. We will get to you. For sure. Just continue to hang on, man. We both have busy lives, but our priority always number one is serving God. And the way we serve God is by action and by loving and tolerating and carrying God's message who works through us to those who are sick and suffering. That's the ultimate goal. Um, but we're going to talk about what balance, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about how you balance recovery and family, right? Because we both know the other side of that, right? When when you don't have that balance, that can create some problems. What, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about finances, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about building credit, right? I mean, we both have built our credit up. I mean, I was able to go into a car dealership and sign for a car, right? Like everything that you've been able to do and, and building credit, we're going to talk about relationships, we're going to talk about our own situations, give some suggestions to others, man. Um, we're going to talk about just navigation of life, you know? right? Right, you know, it says trudge the road of happy destiny. How about politics? We're going to talk about politics. We might talk a little bit about politics, my wife's going to be pissed. Right, but that's okay, right? We all have different opinions. Yeah. I want to, you know, it's a recovery podcast, right? We're recovering alcoholics and addicts. We're recovered. We have a daily reprieve contingent on our the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And right now we're maintaining our spiritual condition, right? But we want to talk about politics. We want to talk about sports, right? We want to talk about spirituality, the difference between religion. We want to talk about starting businesses, right? right? Yeah. We both started many businesses, right? We had one together, but that wasn't our first go around at that. So we want to talk about business, man. We want to talk about just a whole plethora of different topics. We're not only going to be bringing guests on from, you know, our recovery team and sponsees and sponsors and, you know, shining stars and all stars in the recovery community, but we're going to bring on successful businessmen. For sure. We're going to bring on people that have, you know, um, spirituality and meditation and yoga. I want to, I want to hear, I want to just keep on learning, man, because constant never ending growth. I mean, that's what this thing's all about. Absolutely, and you know, a couple of the subjects that I'm I'm really uh, excited to talk about. You know, all the ones you said are, are, are all great, 
but something that is in my life lately and, and in yours too is uh, dealing with grief and recovery. Mm. Because if you stick around this thing for a while, you know, um, if you're sober today and uh, you're going to bed sober and, and, and you're, and you're going to start this, start a new day sober, you are the designated survivor. That's what we are. We are the designated survivors. It is our responsibility, right? Whenever, whoever, however, when someone puts their hand out, and it doesn't matter if they're in the program or not, because it's very clear we practice these principles in all of our affairs. Not just in AA, not just at work. Not just during meetings. Not just during meetings. You know, and, and dealing with grief and, and, and how, you, how you can navigate through that. And um, what's important, too, with that is, uh, such as the program, is having a strong, uh, you know, everyone knows about a sponsor, right? Having your sponsor and someone that you can, you can count on and talk about. But it's having those corners, having those guys that you can call and you can talk about the real stuff. The women, having women in your life for the women that you can reach out to and talk about the stuff um, that is very important. That a lot of times you can't talk about it in a meeting or you don't want to talk about it in a meeting and that's okay. So we're going to talk about that dynamic as well as those four corners. and Just so much exciting stuff coming up. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean this is just the beginning of the, this new partnership that we have with this with the podcast and, and switching gears and hitting seventh gear, we're gonna add a new gear on this thing, mm-hmm. right? If you were if you were still tweaking, dude, we'd add sixteen different gears, but we wouldn't be able to find any. <laughs> but we want to have some humor, and I want to, you know, I want to do some roasts, I want to do some comedy, I want to bring on some comedians. We just want to just make sure that we're touching every aspect um, and every topic out there. Gonna, yeah, sure. Football's coming up. You know about them bills. I mean, the Steelers, dude, I don't even want to get started with that. Is Ben Roethlisberger still alive, or did he catch a prison sentence for all those uh, sex charges that he had? He retired. Oh, he retired. Okay, my bad, brother. You know, and, and so, you know, just being able to have fun while we're doing this, I mean, that is the most important part. So we're going to be recording an episode once a week, so everybody stay tuned. Typically, the episode will drop every single Friday, so continue to follow, you know, the podcast and, and share all my stuff and, you know, look for his social media, you know, Ron Alessi, Ronnie No Matter What, what are, what are your, uh, you know, aliases or handles or <laughs> social media names, whatever the hell you call it. TikTok, Ronnie No Matter What, um, I'm, I'm on the recovery threads on that. There's some awesome people on there from, from around the world in the recovery community, check it out. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it, on Facebook, it's Ron Alessi, Jr. And oh, the Jr., don't forget the Jr. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you'll get my dad. Yeah. <laughs> dad might not like all those messages, bro. Yeah, listen, I put him through worse. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, continue to follow us, share all the stuff, comments. If you want to be on the, on the podcast, you want to be a guest, you want to be a part of this thing, you know, we have four or five other microphones, man. We could have a whole round table just here. We can bring as many people as we want on here. We have the ability to phone people in from all across the nation, all over the world. We'll start phoning people in. We're going to be able to soon on the podcast be able to actually take phone calls. People will be able to call in. Um, we'll put up so a time. Awesome. We'll put up a time when we'll be recording. If you want to call in, you can you can call in. We'll patch you right in. And man, we just want to be a part of your recovery. Recovery is the team sport, bro. And 
I'm just so grateful that you're a part of my team, bro. I love you. I love you. And I can't wait to see uh, where this podcast goes with my new co-host. It's not a mystery anymore. You know what it is. Mm -hmm. Ronnie, no matter what in the building, continue to follow and be a part of. Until next time, everyone stay safe out there, man, and continue to put one foot in front of the other. Bye.